Hey, yo, it's your boy, Sam Duke. It's your man, Tim McHale. It's your boy, Warren P. And you are listening to another great episode of You Good, you good bro. bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another yeah, great yeah, episode. Yeah. I'm so excited to get into this one today, man, especially because uh, I, we did an episode last week, and I think we got some really good, I, I think we got great feedback on it, man. Um we were talking. Uh, what were we talking about? We we're talking about cycles. Uh, cycles. Yeah, yeah we we're, were talking about cycles. Um, and you know, we put we we put our clips out like we always do. But uh, there was Word. there was there was particularly one clip that uh, seemed to 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 grab the attention of of a lot of people. I think it, it got a good bit of shares, a, a good bit of comments. And my assumption is, uh, Warren, you probably got your. I got I had I got some feedback from some people. You know, in my phone. Sure you know, that. my <laughs> well, my well, my my feedback was just uh, that the first the first text message I got was like y'all gonna make me cry, <laughs> just yeah. like I'm at work and y'all are gonna make me cry, and um and she was just like it's such a it's such a powerful message that we're sending out to people about the the connections that they have to their ancestors, the connections that they have to you know either people that they don't know and how I think people look at uh cycles as like, oh, there you go again doing that same old stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. like a but they don't like the 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 aspect that Mikhail brought into how cycles are written into DNA was really, really dope. Um and I think that that was the feedback I got from it. What about y'all? Did y'all get some um some some different kind of feedback? I'll let Mikhail go first. I was literally you do you are the subject matter expert. Yeah, it was your experience. So for me, it was just more the same and uh, reflection that, you know, it's not often. My feedback typically is thank y'all for giving a different image of black men. Yeah. Like just, you know, considering the stuff that's out on the Internet, whether it be other podcasts, whether it be just how things are shared in social media, we're showing a different face that is not offensive to anyone like none of our content is targeted to cause people to flinch. So I think more and more of anything is just saying that we are more than just one type of man. And, and we're showing the, uh, the side that uh, I'm not gonna say most people are proud of, but you know, this is what they kind of like to see more of type of a deal. Yeah. That was the feedback. Um, for me, it's a little bit different because, as we know, those who are listeners of this podcast know I tend to come sometimes from a different perspective than Sam or Mikhail. If uh, I would be considered, as my wife likes to jokes, the misogynist on this podcast. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> Not a misogynist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, to see people, you know, put in the comments like, oh, like, love the fact that you're being vulnerable but it was one um text message in particular from a good friend of mine uh, who i used to work with and she just you know she shared how she was proud of me because of my vulnerability um that she knew it took a lot for me to be that open and and you know share share you know the joy and the pain of what mikhail had shared in regards to cycles but for me, it was more so I was joking with the guys. I, I didn't watch the clip back because I didn't want to see myself cry. 
Um, but I have no problem not, sharing my story. And, not only did you not watch it, you didn't share the shit either. You meant that shit. You meant that shit. I had did the little thing that said share your story. I, hey, bro. Hey, to, to the audience, when it comes to like IG and shit like that, sometimes it will take me like five minutes to post a story or a reel or a live. I'm like, yo, I pressed it. Like, I'm. I'm one of them dudes, and I work in tech oh, sales, so that that that's embarrassing in itself. <laughs> but <hilarious. laughs> simple technology confuses me at times, <laughs> and my wife will laugh if she hears this because she knows. So, my bad. I thought I shared, and I ain't gonna lie. It's <laughs> 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 like, still time, brother. It's yeah, still time. Yes, you can, you can always <laughs> like, like I thought I shared it, but no, it was just um, I. I ain't like, I ain't gonna say I ain't like seeing myself. I didn't want to see myself like that. And this goes into, you know, what we were speak about today. I'll let Sam intro it, but I respected the fact that people appreciated that I was vulnerable and I was open, which, I mean, y'all know, I've heard a lot of these episodes. I have no problem talking about my life as long as it doesn't, you know, disrespect others or put people in a negative light. I have no problem speaking about the shit I've been through. But it was... I saw like two seconds of my eyes like being watery and I just went on to the it, next thing because couldn't do it. You know, it just it is it's a thing to where I had no problem being vulnerable, but I questioned like, yo, was I being strong in that moment or was I being weak? And I know that goes into the whole toxic masculinity shit and all that other stuff that Twitter debates and stuff like that. But it just I didn't know how to feel. Like, I was happy that people got a message out of it. People got to see that side of me. But at the same time, I didn't feel watching it. In the moment, I felt strong. But watching it, I didn't feel strong. Man. that hmm. And that I guess that brings to, that, that brings to light what we're going to discuss today, which is vulnerability versus what? Uh, strength? Strength, yeah. You know, vulnerability versus you know, I wouldn't. I don't like to say masculinity. I, vulnerability versus strength. Like, what what does that look like? What is it? And what? Why are we having? Why do we have issues with being vulnerable? Where Where does that come from? I I would like to start by saying, you know, I think that I I learned very early that vulnerability has been my superpower in life. You know, I I went through a situation this week, which is. Which is kind of weird because it's like a full circle situation in my life um, where I had to kind of be vulnerable at work. And I you know that's 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 a rough place to do it because it's a professional environment. But the type of work I do, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's public service and there's some, you know, there's some aspects of like uh, uh, of of just there's some aspects that 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 need vulnerability because you're talking about serving needy populations and things of that nature and I was able to speak with a a, a group of people this week and I had to kind of let them into my space and why I care about the work that I do to a degree and I had to kind of let them know that I was I was one of those kids that was you know, grown up in those vulnerable populations that we're, you know, we're serving, and and that that's why I appreciate the type of work that we're doing. But it was, it was, it was wild because after you know I went through, I did that. Of course, you know, 
when you when you're in a room full of people that are public servants that do things for the community, that kind of thing, you know, they eat that kind of stuff up. They love that kind of stuff. But at the same time, what I what I loved about it was after the fact, I had so many people come up to me and just like, "Yo, thank you for sharing that." You know, thank you for 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 putting that in the atmosphere. Thank you for letting it like you recharge me today. You know, for the type of work that I'm doing or whatever the case may be. And I feel as if that's the same type of response you was getting, Warren, when it comes to just sharing what you were sharing. I felt like there were some people that could potentially be healed from seeing you, you know, speak about your situation. You know, and that's the, I think there's a beauty in vulnerability, you know? Yeah. I would agree. I mean, first of all, I appreciate you, you know, hyping them people up because i know in that type of world uh i i I know they kind of need added motivation because sometimes you know it can be a little bit depressing seeing people in a certain light or also not getting the funding not getting appreciation not getting the backing that you need so you know you telling your story about why you doing this helps out a lot um and you know going back to what you said about me sharing my story. I've always been a person to whereas when it came to friends, if I tell you something that may hurt your feelings, but it makes you better and we lose a friendship over that. I'm okay with that because I feel a friend is supposed to make you better. Whether it's, it's good news. They telling you bad news. They telling you and me being vulnerable in that aspect. I'm seeing I'm when I come on this podcast I'm being myself, but I'm also separating myself to whereas I wanted to make it listeners feel like, yo, you and I are having a conversation to where it's like, yo, let me encourage you. Let me do this and that. But it was just, you know, you grow up in a certain culture. Like I said, it was number men. I never I didn't see my dad cry until I say four or five Christmases ago. Um, I rarely saw my brother cry. Like, if it was outside of, you know, my mom, I never saw my brother cry. So I was the crier. Like, I am a crier. Like, I have no problem with that. But for me, it's like I get the emotions out, and then it's, all right, let me get back to it. But my entire life, I've never looked at myself crying in the mirror. And if I was tearing up, I would always look away because there's something deeply rooted in me that, you know, Hey, unless it's death involved, you ain't supposed to cry. And I know that's unrealistic or somebody's sick. And I know that's unrealistic, but it's just ingrained in me from, you know, my childhood house, raised in the house. Like, yeah, I think we lost a prominent figure in the household and I never saw my dad cry about it. I only saw my brother cry about it probably in the house two times. So it's, you know, how your raise kind of sets up, not in all cases, like how you move your thought process. I know Mikhail can jump in deeper on what I'm trying to say right here, but it's just, so when I saw myself, I'm like, damn, is this, is this strength? Like, is this strength? Like there's strength in, you know, I am who I am. I accept who I am, flaws and all. There's strength in that, but it's just seeing it, man. Like I, I can't describe it. I know I've repeated myself a couple times, but I just because I don't know how to describe how I feel comfortable sharing my story, but just seeing myself like that made me feel a certain way. Well, let me let me start with 
if you don't mind, I'm gonna jump oh, in go ahead, right go quick because uh, it's it's chomping at the bit for me. So <laughs> I just, <laughs> you know, I. <laughs> He's like, I, I mean, got something to say right here, man. This... <laughs> See, this is this is the 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 challenge that I have um, with uh, just our community, men and women in our community, uh, where we see crying as some form of evidence of lack of strength, right? Like. We t- you know, it's okay for babies to cry, but not for little boys to cry. And crying, if you really want to disarm it, is just communication. Like when a baby, baby doesn't know how to talk, right? So they cry. But why are they crying? It's stress, bruh. It's the stress of the content. It's the stress of the situation. You know what I mean? Like, and what happens is that when your body registers that the cortisol level in your blood is too high, it needs to do something chemically. When you cry, you release chemicals into your system that disarm cortisol or, or kind of at least give you some piece of the stress as it gets worked out of your body. So uh, when you cry, you have um, indigenous uh, opiates get released into your, your body actually produces opiates. Um, it gets released into your system. When you cry, oxytocin is released. All of these are like calming chemicals so that you're not at that high stress level. So all you really indicated was when we talk about your mom, that's a that's a stressful topic for you because you have not processed through it. That's communication. That's not weakness. That's just indicating something that needs to be dealt with. And just because you didn't see your daddy cry. Don't oh, mean he it told didn't me. happen. And that, that, Don't that mean happened. it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. he, he told me he used to, like, he would see me cry in the house, and he would have to leave. Yeah, because it's drive too much. And the car, and he said sometimes he would drive and just pull over and break down, but he was raised... Hey, understand don't let what my I'm boy saying. see me look like this because I I want them to feel like Un- understand. Right. No, understand. It was too stressful for your father to see you like that, broken like that, at that moment. To him, he saw you as broken, and he was like, "I'm powerless, and I don't want him to see me in what he perceived as a weakened state. Him being powerless, jumps in the car." And and losing your mom, seeing you like that, seeing his sons like that was too much for him and justifiably so. But the point is, is that the way life is, you continue. So all crying is doing is giving you a moment of relief. It's not a sign of weakness. That's my point. I think that's the, 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 the importance of, especially since, you know, we're parents and we're aspiring to be parents. Right. Um, of actually showing your children the vulnerable sides of you. You know, it's just like, because, you know, I've had people say, oh, you know, my mom and daddy never fought, never fought right? Mm. And then we, we, we all know that's a fucking lie, right? <laughs> like, but, <laughs> but the thing about it is then they go into these relationships thinking that, 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 conflict is not supposed to happen right Right. same thing with with uh, with with vulnerability if if it's not exhibited in a way that you know 
children and the next generation can digest it and see, okay, look, this is all right. My daddy did this. My mama did this type mm-hmm. thing. Then we go on living life as full grown adult men thinking that when we cry, we, 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 we lost a little bit of our power. Our level of manliness is knocked down a little bit. You know, right. that it's, it's, it's for me, it's, it's, un, it's unbearable because when you talk about the fact that you feel like powerless, right? You feel powerless. And so you, 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 you go into this crying stage or you feel like, you know, you can't deal with what's going on to the level that you, you have to cry and you be vulnerable, whatever. But what I love about the, what happened last week is it was powerful. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was powerful. And even as I was editing it, man, I was like, Ooh, like it was powerful because it moved me and moved other people, you know, and, and, and how can you not say it's strength if, you put it out there and people are moved by it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm gonna give you the other side if you don't mind. Like, yeah, go ahead. You know, vulnerability is actually in science noted human vulnerability, let's be clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we never did define it, but vulnerability from the perspective of being human is crying in short, crying and not giving a fuck. You don't care what other people think. Mm. That's the strength. The ability to show all of your emotions without any concern of reaction is strength. Anytime repeat we, that real quick, repeat that real quick. Well, let me let me just start again. All right, so strength and vulnerability as defined by human um perspective is the ability to not give a fuck. So that means showing any emotion without any concern or uh, reflection on what others may think of you. Being just as bold and as powerful and courageous as you could possibly be, quite frankly, and no disrespect to those that may subscribe to this, hiding your emotions is not courage is not strength it's it's a level of cowardice in that so you know this is a moment of self-reflection for all of us men and women that if you hide being human are you really being strong and that's that's my challenge to everybody out here like you you know it's you're human. You're supposed to cry. If 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 God did not want you to cry, He wouldn't have gave you tears. It, we have defined it as something that's negative. We have decided that it is a sign of weakness. Actually, it's a sign of your body getting a reset. Because mm-hmm. after you cry, for some reason, you feel much better. I, I have a question. Like, where, where, like? When we start to think about this, it's like, okay, like for me, like I, I, I used to feel the same way Warren felt, you know, it's like, yeah, we all did, you, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, so, so we put that out on the table. Well, my thing is at what point did it serve us positively so that we got to this point this late in our lives and we still feel like that 
underlying because I I I won't say it's shame. Shame may be a strong word, mm. but that underlying like disappointment for expressing yourself in that way. I'm I'll jump in there, and it's it's two parted. For me, I've I've never had an issue like crying in public, like never, because for me it's you know. As I said earlier, get that shit out. But I've yeah. also been the type of crowd where if I don't want nobody fucking touching me when I'm crying. <laughs> 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 don't touch like, me. Current, current, current wife and, and those that have have, have <laughs> dated me before to where it's like, say, you know, you know, my mom is a trigger. That that's always gonna be there. Or if somebody I know has passed or going through something, like I'm I'm an empath. So that 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 affects me. So I'll cry, I'll go in the corner or go to the side and and have a slight, you know, breakdown, whatever. Mm. And, you know, they'll come and try to roll you back. And I'm like, <laughs> get off me. Like, yo, I'm going to be all right. You're <laughs> like, I don't want to cry no more because yeah, you're going to yeah, trigger. You're going to make me cry. Right. I, just, I just need to process this real quick, get it out of my system, and what mm. do we do next? Like, so, but I have um, seen, you know, men, and, and it. And it's not even necessarily that men aren't supposed to cry. It's the, and going back to something Mikhail said earlier, it's about what are you crying about? So when you say the, you know, it's it's cowardice. From what I've seen in certain situations to whereas I know men have been scared shitless of their certain, of their situation, but say they're a, a leader of a certain group or mm-hmm. of a family, they don't they remain calm even being scared as hell because if they look scared or they look worried, they're fearful of that passing on to the family or the people they're leading in certain situations. Yeah, so lie to, them. To, to to that, I mean, what you said, you may be 100% right, Mikhail, in that situation about it being cowardice, but to the day I die, I'm going to disagree that I feel in certain situations you could be scared shitless, but if you're leading a team or a group or a family, well, I mean, you kind of gotta. You're talking about you're, the difference between what you're talking about and what I'm talking about is crying is a reaction to your body's stress level, right? You can cry and still lead. No, I agree. You know, like I, my son and I, um, we decided to watch Devotion. I don't know if you've seen it yet. No, nah, I haven't seen it. Okay, so I'm not going to spoil it, but, you know, there were some challenging moments in this film that could necessarily trigger men to cry. And so we're watching the movie, we're watching the movie and, and, you know, my son, he's into it, you know, and there's a point to where my throat started getting tight. And so I'm sitting, you know, watching. I ain't, you know, tapping him on the shoulder. I ain't asking him nothing. But I can see that he is reacting to the film a little bit. You know, we stayed through it, finished it, came through. He looked at he looked at me a couple of times. And after it was over, we talked. You know, we always talk about stuff. And he said, uh, he said, Dad, you about to cry about it, wasn't you? <laughs> And I said, hell yeah. I said, man. <laughs> and he said, yeah, I was about to cry too. I wanted to cry too. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the thing is, I, I stayed through it. I didn't respond. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And he and he in turn did the same thing. Both of us were emotionally reacting to the film, but we stayed the course. Just because you cry doesn't mean you lose your leadership. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Or the ability to lead. But the fact that we felt it when we were able to acknowledge it and still stay the course is what I'm trying to teach him. Like you yeah. can't run from being human. Anytime you dehumanize yourself, it, it makes you able to do un, in unhumanly things, inhumane things rather I meant. So I'm very big on connecting to what God created. I'm not yeah. interested in disconnecting uh, from what God created. And that's just my challenge. What I, what I meant by cowardice is that it's not that people think you're a coward. You think you're a coward. And and even in so, you end up doing things that are actually cowardice, but you're not aware of it. That's what I'm saying. If you if you stay in your humanity, if you stay in the fact that, hey man, this this some stressful shit to me. It the hell if it's stressful to you. To me, it's so stressful. What's happening? I'm almost brought to tears. You know what I mean? And maybe I need to take a step away and and reevaluate what was happening, or maybe I need to cry. And get it out of my system so I can think clearer. Because when you're in a high emotional state, you know, you don't tend to make the best decisions, do you? Yeah. No. So crying actually is a reset. It's a way for you to reset yourself. It's almost like that break between sets at the gym. It allows you to rest your, your mind and rest your shoulders wherever you store your stress, right? In my For me, it's in my shoulders. Anytime I'm stressful, my shoulders go up. And you, it's like it's so like uh subtle like you don't realize it until you have to like uh, like I, my shoulders will be up just like this and i have to like force them down like it's for crazy. me it's in my face yep it's in my face i have to like relax my face consciously do it consciously <laughs> relax my face because my face tenses up my eyebrows it it it's in my face it's really it's really weird yeah, you got to know yourself. I never thought about that. You got that. I'm, that's why we're putting it out there. Like, yeah. this is the stuff yeah. that helps you get to know yourself, bro. Like, that, we spend so much time reacting to the world, we're not even paying attention to our own bodies and, and seeing how we show stress or how we show relaxation or what does it feel like, you know, when you're angry? Have you noticed your body position, your face position? Yeah. Like, if that's the getting, that's what meditation and all this other stuff. Mm that that we do in therapy kind of helps the the client get to know themselves so that yeah, they can that, respond before it's before it gets too highly that's, emotional that, that's like the coolest part about like is it like yoga where they just mm -hmm. like release the tension from your neck like i didn't even know i had, had to, right until you said yeah, it like, until you said <laughs> that shit <laughs> i didn't feel that shit so <laughs> like hell <laughs> I gotta ask y'all a quick question. While yes, yeah. What's a, a scenario to where as you either cried or cried on the inside and you was maybe with your boys or, or with a lady and it stood out to you but you had to go in the room or fake like you wasn't like hurting on the inside. I can I I'll give y'all time to think and I'll share y'all a story that I always I was college days. I'm laying in the room with a young lady and we're watching uh, My Sister's Keeper. And I don't know if y'all have ever seen that movie. It's about a 12-year-old girl, I think, had cancer. 
and the mom's trying to fight for her to continue to deal with chemo and the treatments. And the daughter um, is like, I don't want to live like this anymore. And it's a sister who's trying to, yo, let her go, you know, to the next level. Where we, we go after this? And the mom's like fighting for her, like, no. So during the movie, towards the end, the mom and the daughter with cancer kind of had that conversation. And the daughter's telling her, like, look, I don't want to live like this anymore. Like, you got to let me go. And of course, y'all know the cancer shit stripped me. So mm. I'm in the bed laid up. <laughs> I'm saying. And I'm <laughs> that shit coming. So <laughs> I'm like, yo, I got to use the bathroom real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the bathroom balling. <laughs> like, tears down my eyes. This is like, because I'm trying to put myself in that position. Like, yo, as a parent, as a. As a daughter, son, like to have that conversation, knowing mm-hmm. knowing yeah. what's coming nah, on the rough. other side of that, like how do you deal with that? <laughs> and then I had to fake like somebody <laughs> called me because, <laughs> like, I ain't hear the phone ring. What you? What, why are you on the phone? Oh, it's on yeah, 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 bro. I'm a I'm gonna be there in a little while, but y'all boys but, doing all right while the tears still coming. But, Get myself together, splash the water in my eyes, and go back in. And she's like, "You okay?" Like, yeah, man, I'm good, man. Just some real shit popped off, but we all right. Man, man, look, I, I don't have one of those, but I have I have one that is like stood out to me and and I think that I was I'm not gonna lie, like I was super embarrassed when I was when I was done. Like I I went and watched Fruit Val Station mm. with a group of friends. Like I mean a mm. big group of friends. Normally if we if we're going to the movies, it's just me and my wife. But it was like me, my wife my sister, my brother, their boyfriends, girlfriends, you know what I'm saying? Like a group of folks, like friends from back in the day, we all decided we were just going to meet up at the movies, go watch Fruit Val Station. There were people there that I knew, people that I didn't know. And at the end of that movie, bruh, I had was crying. I was inconsolable, bruh. When I tell you, like, it wasn't, it was Viola Davis Fences style crying. <laughs> the snot coming out. It, oh, bro, it was bad, man. Yeah. I was embarrassed. Like I got home, I was like, I cannot believe <laughs> I cried like that in front of strangers and company and people that don't know me. And like even my like even my brothers and sisters, they was like, Sam, like damn, like <laughs> But I was like, That was your homeboy. No, something something uh connected you. It was wild because for me it was the fact that they, they took me through this guy's whole day and and the day in the life of this guy, and he had done nothing. Yeah. He wasn't. He didn't have evil criminal intent and evil nothing behavior. He's just a regular dude trying to get his life together, and he ended up, you know, dead because of you know because people just consider you a threat when you look like me, and. I just I'm I got home and and my wife was just like that movie really got to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was like, shut up, leave me alone. <laughs> like, leave me alone. I, I I can't believe I cried like that. It was it was a wild, wild snot pouring down. I was very I ain't gonna lie, I was embarrassed. And I think that's the only time I've really, really been embarrassed to cry like that. Mm. I, I, I had me thinking. Only time I've ever tried to hide 
me being that upset was in a breakup. A relationship I had been in for a long time. And yeah. when I guess when the realization had struck me that, yeah, this this is not going to ever work out after all that has been invested. And 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 that's what I had to tell myself. It was like, man, you, you know, because originally I was like, why do you give a damn about this? this situation this person was not good for you good with you good to you in that regard so why give a shit now and when i settled it for myself because i was not gonna do it in front of her i i'm not gonna give you the satisfaction <laughs> that, that you that you hurt me this much you know what i mean i'm not even gonna let oh, you know man. you hurt me this much. With the, but i love you <laughs> it was definitely uh why don't she want me man <laughs> yeah I, you you go through all of that though you know what i'm saying yeah. why don't, what is it? but i i refused to show anything but rage you know where i was comfortable right remember we talk about what men are comfortable showing emotionally I was comfortable showing rage, you know, um, and I I would be, if I reflect, I think I definitely had some choice words. You did what I'm saying? But it was the moment when I got by myself that I really, I couldn't take it anymore. My body couldn't take the stress of everything that was happening and I just had to let it go. But I was not going to let it go in front of her at all i was mm. not gonna give her the, any satisfaction not that she was looking for it i don't want to demonize anybody but mm. um at the end of the day that was probably the last time that i can remember that well no there was one other time but i can't talk about that because you know i'm not trying to incriminate anybody yeah. uh <laughs> uh but but outside of that i don't Man, please, I I learned a long time ago. You can't don't hide shit. For what? For who? Who you hiding it for? All them people that saw you cry, Sam. Life went on. They probably ain't now, thought twice no, about it. No, nah, it's true. <laughs> and, 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 and they none of them can whoop my ass, so it don't. <laughs> so there you go. And there's that. I, you know I, what I mean? That's your DMX moment. Oh, oh. But uh, overall, man, I I. I I appreciated something you did this week, Mikael. You posted this video, and I think that it showed an ultimate level of vulnerability with uh, the, the this kid that was on American Idol, and yeah. he he, uh, he he did a a song for his for his dad, who, who I guess passed away. When I tell you, and if you have not seen this, it's in the, I guess it's the new season of American Idol. I don't have his name and I'm not gonna play the video, but at the same time, I would like for you guys to go look it up. It's it's in the clips. Just go to American Idol, you'll see it on their Instagram or Facebook, whatever. The dude showed a level of vulnerability to that clearly it touched everybody. You know, it, it there wasn't a dry eye, you know, there after he had uh after he uh, sang that song for his dad, man, it's just like, and it goes, it, it, it leads me to think about videos that I've seen over time that like have impacted me from a standpoint of vulnerability. I think that one is one. There's another one that I seen. Wait, hold on, before you go past, yeah, 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 yeah. before you go past, I if he, I think he wrote that song, right? He he didn't, but it's it's a James Blunt song, I think. Okay, that song yeah. is genius. You know, let me say this: there are not many songs 
written uh, forefathers in our society, which is, you know, a message that I'm just putting out in the world. Like, you definitely find mama, we know yeah. I love you. I love and, you. And, yeah. like, like, you can find songs to your mama, but most songs to dad is that he's a rolling stone. You Dog. know, this song, Jesus as a father, any dad. Bruh, I told my I told my wife I wish I had a dad after listening to that song. Oh like, my I wish, god! I wish my dad was around so I could so I could have that level of emotion towards uh, a parent. No, it was beautiful, man. It, 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 it was beautiful, man. I mean, it, what does it talk about? Like, you know, it's my turn to chase the monsters. Away. Yeah, it's just like we're just I, two men. Yes, like we, song- we we grown now. You know, it's like you know I'm not the little boy anymore. <laughs> We yeah. both men, and now you're gone, so I'm not gonna need you to come and chase the monsters away. I got yeah. it. Yeah, I'm so, chasing the, them away. Good by the way, anybody who's listening wants to know the name of the song. The name of the song is called "Monsters" by yeah. James Blunt. There's two versions. Both of them are great. There's an acoustic, and then there's a regular. I put both of them in my playlist. Good so, you just want to cry. You just want to cry, don't you? No, I, but I, I actually. Funny thing is, I have a daughter who is like into like country music and okay. that sort, that kind of that kind of vibe. And so for her, I just I just added to the playlist because she loves that type of music. Yeah, that song and, is genius, though. It's a well written song. And God. speaking of vulnerability, I want to speak on this because music has in my opinion, become a space where I I want to hear more of music that has vulnerability in it. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 finding myself enjoying country music a lot more. And the reason being is because the messaging and the vulnerability that's in that music speaks to me. Right. And I'm just I'm just saying no, that no. for the ones that are out there I ain't gonna let this slide. Well, it's not a slide. No, I'm not, Let me just say this. Slide. I'm not, I'm, no, no. Sam knows what I'm about to say. I know what you're about to say. There was an artist. A couple, a decade plus ago, was very, very vulnerable out here. Now he's one of the top artists of all time. But a light-skinned rapper <laughs> that oh, ran from Canada. That I used to drink. get clowned about yeah. by people like you because he Man. was very vulnerable. So I'm Bruh, well, no, I, I, I love I, no, I, I love Drake's "Take Care." That's my one of my favorite albums that he has because it's a it's a vulnerable awesome. album. Um, and then the rest of it, like him calling himself the what, what do you call him Slaughter Gang and all that bullshit. Like <laughs> you can keep that. I, I I fuck with "Take Care," Drake. Cry if you need to, Drake. Uh, Damn's room was my shit. Well, I thought room. he was looking in my window when he ran. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna just say this day to me. Uh, what happened was our community tried. Our community was clowning Drake, but at the same time they were they were rocking with the albums. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been able to get the oh, other yeah. albums. So there, there's oh, yeah. there, there's a vulnerability in our community that they're too much of a coward to own. They rather clown somebody being vulnerable than just being upfront themselves. So, but I'm gonna say this that what I found in country music is what R and B music used to have was the ability to cleverly uh, articulate what they're going through in a melodic way. Yeah. Like we've, we've, we've stepped away from true melodies in my humble opinion. And that's why Puffy could fix his mouth to say some foolishness about R&B being dead. 
But you got other people out here that's saying to hell with that, like Tank and Jay Valentine and people like that. But the thing is, we Money Long's uh, song, Hours and Hours, is probably the realest R&B song that has been written since the era of uh, Maxwell type time period. Like from that song back, it's probably a handful of songs, but Money Long's song is the best written song I've heard I'm gonna say it. I'm <laughs> Go gonna ahead. say it. She was fucking robbed by Beyonce for the best. Art. She was robbed. That, I don't care. I would, de- I would definitely agree with that. And and I'm not gonna say you know Beyonce was robbed for the album of the year, whatever the case may be. Stop but Harry like that. the art, the man, fuck Harry. I'm saying Harry got jewels. We're not doing that. But I'll I'm let not, you finish. Album of the year as far as impact sales. Okay, I'm sure. It's it's not even close, but when it comes to the R and B song of the year, yeah, song hours and hours is the most pure R and B song, and I mean just like you said, and the I, way that it was written, the way that it was put together, the thoughtfulness of it. The yeah. my my children heard it and start singing it. They don't even know what they're singing. It's that it just gave you that fully engulfed love. Vibe. I, I I have to interject here, gentlemen, oh, because you know there aren't artists such as Victoria Monet. Like they have very well written songs, but I think not, with, I'm not with, taking no, no, I'm away saying, from nobody. No, no, I'm just saying mm-hmm. in regards to Diddy's statement, I think it was more so on he was saying R and B is dead, to whereas commercialized. You, Mikael, you know more than any of us that at one point in time R and B was on the same level as rap with popularity. And he's saying it's not the same. Yes, there are still great R&B talent, great R&B artists, but it's not the same. And we don't push, like us as a community, don't push it to the forefront like we used to. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. It's not the community's choice. It's the industry's choice. Yes, yeah, the industry. So, and, and, and Tank has made that very clear. He yeah. he, he has this, he, he, what was it on the... On the, the R&B on Money Podcast. It's the Drunk, drunk Channel. Yeah, Drunk, drunk Channel. Yeah. I call it a drunk people podcast, but uh, <laughs> but on Drink Champs he was speaking on it. He was just saying our love is is what what threatens society. Well, it's, yeah, it, it, yeah. I, it's funny you brought that up because one of the things that kind of struck me, um, and God help me, I can't remember this brother's name, but it's it's uh, he was talking about the people that actually consume our music. Do, do not want to consume black love. He was talking about the white white audience. Really? Yeah. So when you make the statement of why hip hop is higher than R and B, when you look at what's in hip hop, it's black death, black drug usage, black o- overdose, black rape, um, black murder, and and for some reason, that's something that that community wants to consume about us. They don't want to consume black love. They don't want to consume black family, you know, like that's not the forte and therefore the industry is shaped that way. And they did the same thing back in my heyday when they took public enemy off the airwaves, you know, in hip hop, their young black children, their young white children were saying fight the power. This is, you know, it's funny and I'm kind of, we're getting off topic, but when you look at it, we're we're still kind of on topic. When you look at the attack on C quote unquote CRT, that's the same energy that it had towards any anybody that was speaking positive for or black power 
in that era because their children were at were were taking this in they're like yeah mom why is why y'all talk talk about black people like that mm. you know don't you see they've been dealing yeah. with this since they, they didn't want to hear that so they attacked it and knocked it off i don't want my kids guilting me the children don't feel guilty the, the children convict the parents and that's yeah. what this is really about so full circle yeah, yeah full <laughs> you know. circle i mean when you're talking about vulnerability music is so expressive you know it's like right. it's it's really about getting true emotions true feelings out there and they industries have been able to manipulate us in ways to kind of keep our vulnerabilities in check yeah. you get what i'm saying keep yeah. us from from feeling what we need to feel and being you know courageous enough to put it out there because there we go not, there you're we not going to be able to eat off your being there, vulnerable there you we can't go That's, eat off of that exactly and so and so you gotta you gotta make all the music about sex you can't you can't make it in your window you can't you know mm-hmm. you, you can't take it to a to a deeper level you know what i'm saying you can't you, you real have connections to, exactly real connect it's like it and i'm i'm saying like i'm enjoying country music because it's all in there man you know mm-hmm. when you talk about you a sweetest Tennessee whiskey, this thing is nasty. He's talking about you know, <laughs> you know that. But but he he get to put it in there like that. He get to right. put it put it put it in there in that in that fashion, and it's it's just I think that that's the that's the piece when we talk about what pushes us to feel that shame or feel like you know that that sucker or feel like when I say say this and say that, it's because when we're also not seeing it. From a social standpoint, oh, yeah, facts. you know, we're not yeah. seeing it from a social standpoint. We're not; it's not supported in that way. Can I? Never mind. I don't. I don't. Want to bro, go ahead, bro. There, but I, I feel from because that was part of the reason why I wanted to have the the, the stream first vulnerability. I feel from a relationship aspect that is a major factor within our community to whereas both men and women lack vulnerability lack trust and it's you know i want you to be vulnerable but i don't want to be vulnerable myself because you could potentially hurt me the more vulnerable i am the more you know the more it opens it up if you don't live up to what i expect of you i'll be hurt and you know mikhail had talked about strength is vulnerability and i i I feel that way and i believe that way especially when it comes to relationships but what I see in the world or what I hear from talking to my, you know, friends and family is no one wants to be vulnerable because either one, the emotional resiliency isn't there or two, they haven't been taught how to be emotionally vulnerable. And let's say there is a case when they are, once they, you know, let's say they've been hurt by being vulnerable, they don't want to, get over that hump again and i know yeah we we make that that women women tend to say about men like yo y'all get hurt in the in the in the eighth grade and, and can yeah, never, never overcome it, it. never get and, over and, and, and i always joke back i'm like i mean y'all say that and you may be right but what yeah. we see is mine was sixth say grade buddy hurt you from the last relationship <laughs> and then buddy hurt you from another relationship y'all carry all that into the new relationship but just because you got into a new one doesn't mean what? you're still not dealing with shit from back well then. I would, I, so let me just say this that i don't think people are 
Well, I, I can't say what people are, but what I will say is what I've discovered is that most people don't not know how to handle someone in a vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. And and that discomfort is the message that we send to people that are in a vulnerable state. So when we used to do, like I, I would do group sessions, so it'd be like 10 to 15 people in a circle and there'd be a, a box of tissue in the middle of, of the group. And people would, when they would be vulnerable enough or brave enough to share and and it put them in a vulnerable state, the person that was most uncomfortable with the tears would pick up the box of tissue and hand it to the person. Now that sounds like real innocent. That's what, why wouldn't, that's very kind. But what that person is really telling them to do is shut the fuck up all that crying. <laughs> Wipe that shit up. And and you don't think of it that way. You think I'm just being kind. And no, yeah. the the strength is allowing the person that is crying to get up and get the tissue for themselves because that means that they're done, that they've now reset and they can get get themselves under their own control. And it was just it was interesting to me to see how many people were not comfortable with a man crying in a group. It could be a group of men or a co-ed group. And the women would be quick to go pick up the box and give it to the man because they're not comfortable seeing men cry because it makes them feel a certain way. Maybe they don't feel safe. The reality is, you know, here's a shocker, and and I'm probably going to get some hate text for this. A man's job is not to protect women. That's not a man's job. Say that one more time. And that is Mikhail saying that, by the way. Yeah, this is Mikhail saying <laughs> it. it, it you know, <laughs> our job is is not to protect women. Um, and I have a, a, a Hold on, hold on. Our job is to protect our children. And as a consequence, women get protected in that regard. However, it is not our job to make women feel unsafe. So Lord. women women should feel safe around us they should not feel like oh he might attack me oh he might try to take advantage of me facts oh he might you know what i'm saying they that should not exist that's where we are failing women in that regard we don't make them feel safe but a woman can pull the trigger just like a man that four pound pull on a pistol is the same no matter who and we all got the ability to squeeze it so when when we talk about protection we got to put it in context of in this time, in this day and age, you know, they can stab, okay. shoot, swing bats. All right. So, <laughs> so you brought in a really interesting point with, with vulnerability and safety. And mm-hmm. I, I want to speak about when we talk about why men tend to not stay in the space where they want to be vulnerable we got to speak about how we don't feel safe. We got to really say, look, yeah, we, we, it's time. <laughs> and, 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 and this is stemming from a, just watching Twitter this week now, because it's boiling my spirit now. And, and there's this conversations like going around about, oh, a man smoking a hookah is, is, is gay. Yeah, a man. If a man does X, Y, Z, that's a little salt. He's sassy, you know what I'm saying? And and so what's happening? And you and when you're going through and you're reading this, you're doing this, you're doing that. 
it just seems as if anything men do can put them in that category of being less than manly, you know? And so you're creating a space, you're creating a society, you're creating a world where men cannot be safe to express themselves. How I think if I'm at a club, I want to smoke a hookah. I shouldn't be looking around thinking, oh, everybody's looking at me like I'm less of a <laughs> right. man. It's, and so, <laughs> I agree with and, you. And, and, I've seen and, some stuff. And, and, and so what I'm saying is when you talk about crying, something that people would easily start to start to see more of a feminine trait, you know, even though it shouldn't be that way because we know what, what it is from a scientific standpoint. Yeah. It's a human trait. You're right. But what I'm saying is men not feeling safe to to express that, to be that. And and we're going to have to fault some of our sisters and also some of ourselves because, yeah. of course, we, 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 uh, we perpetuate some of that. But I think at the same time, we have to be in spaces where we feel safe in order to be vulnerable. So if you're hearing women complaining about, oh, my man is not vulnerable enough for me. He's not, you know, taking it there. I don't get, you know, the vulnerability aspect. I always say, what space are you creating for him? How does, you know, you, you, y'all are together for how long and he don't feel comfortable expressing himself around you? Not to say that he may not have his own internal things going on, but it, it is, indicative of him not feeling safe most of the time vulnerability and safety I'm, I'm fine with crying around my wife because i know that her respect for me as a man is not going to change mm. and I, I just want to add something to that in regards to the creating a safe space um because me and my wife when we watch shows we joke about this because i'll say to where as well he feels comfortable um it's fucked up that he'll feel comfortable talking to his side chick more than he than he does his wife. And I'll say, you know, he's wrong for having a side chick, so ladies don't kill me. He's wrong for having a side chick. But I, I always ask, like, do women ever sit and think about, like, why does he feel comfortable or safe enough to express how he's feeling deep, his darkest thoughts with somebody he's not even staying with every day? Like, and it could be the same thing for, let's say, if a, a woman with her side dude is more comfortable speaking with her uh, side dude than her boyfriend, husband. Or, or how about just be. more comfortable speaking to a therapist? Say what? Keep it, keep oh. it, you know. Take there you the, go. Say yeah, it why, why are they comfortable speaking to their therapist versus their loved one? You took it even to a deeper level. So, But yeah, I mean, I just, it, yeah. Because if you if you if you really want to get to the examination, the examination for the person is: Am I creating a safe space in my relationship where pillow talk could exist in an honest way, or am I contentious in this relationship where I judge yeah. my mate every time they open their mouth? Like, I you know, here's a transparency for me: I'm not sure my wife is comfortable with me crying. Because she doesn't come from a, a setting where crying is something that is, I ain't gonna say permitted, but demonstrated. Like she's mm -hmm. she she's not a crier herself, you know, and for whatever reason. But but the point is, is like, do I feel safe crying in front of my wife? I'm not, but I don't give a fuck, you know. And therefore, I'm gonna live me. 
Yeah. You know, do I think yeah. she has the tools to know how to handle? I don't care if she has the tools. If I'm that stressed that I'm about to cry, I'd be goddamn if I'm finna cause myself a heart attack for an image. You know, because yeah. that's well, what and that's what I'm saying. We die earlier than our wives. Why is that? It's because we we pent all that stuff up and we never let it go. Yeah, we never deal with it. And and it just I'm I want to be here for my kids. So if it's going to be me. You know, snot nose, you know, Fruitvale Station, Sam. <laughs> then, <laughs> then God damn it, that's what I, it I was, is. <laughs> I'm so ashamed. I still, mean, that was serious shit. Bro, bro. The, the shame is still there, bro. Like, I, <laughs> well, yeah, funny. I honor that. I honor it's, that. it's funny because it's, I mean, I'll say this. My wife still jokes about you knew, this. You knew that, man. You knew that, uh, man. Oh, man. She, she still she still comes at me about friend. that. Right. But the, the, <laughs> to bring it full circle, to speak about the courage that it takes yeah. to uh, to to be vulnerable, man. It, it, it does speak to that. Because it's like, I've never felt more of a coward than when me and my wife go to uh, therapy and then I say something in therapy that I didn't have the courage to say when I was in my home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and, and I've done that before. And then I say, you know what? I can't do that. Like, I feel like a and and I'm dropping using bombs the term, in the session. I, I, <laughs> I'm using the term "bitch" not in the space of like you know you know disparaging what I think of women, but I'm using the term "bitch" is like I feel like lesser of a man oh, because man, I did. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I when when I've done that. And so I've 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 practiced not doing that anymore. But what I'm saying is like it does take courage to I mean, because everybody thinks of vulnerability as just, just you know, crying tears and, right. you know, but being vulnerable is sometimes just saying some things that you're not quite comfortable with that you think that your mate may not be comfortable with that you think may harm your relationship that all of that is is vulnerability. You know, mm-hmm. is is saying, "Hey, look, you know, I I I didn't enjoy your cooking." <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving <Right>. sucked. <laughs> I mean that that, that uh, could, I mean, but that's uh, a balance of of, uh, of it, 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 creating it a, peace in your household too. Now, it, what I'm saying is, there's there's ways to do it, but what I'm saying is, there's sometimes if if it if it's bothering you to that level, you have to be able to okay. be vulnerable enough to express yourself. Because then at that point you're being a coward and you're not taking you're not really no. taking care of yourself the way you should. Right. And so I from my standpoint, it's just sometimes those type of things can can be, you know, a way of being vulnerable that you didn't think about. That's just what I'm saying. It's like when 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 it comes down to it, sometimes you're you're being vulnerable is not always about crying. It yeah, it's not be, always about it's it's about being honest. It's and exactly. and not not without concern of reaction. Like you can be honest with people and not hurt them. Like you have mentioned that you might lose a friend if you're being yeah. honest. There's mm-hmm. always a way to articulate opportunity for growth without causing a, an emotional tear. You just have to be a little bit more thoughtful about it and choose your words cuz you know, one of the four agreements is be impeccable with your words. And yes, if you if, if you find a way to say things, not in a politically correct way, but in an impactful way, 
a, a way that connects that person and, and they realize that you're saying it out of love, uh, more than likely you'll see the change that you, you want, you know, to ha have for your loved one. But it has to take you being courageous. And, and if we can interchange vulnerability with courageous, that's what it really boils down to. You know, the ability to be 100 percent human at all times without concern or reflection of how people are going to respond to you because you have to live this life. You, you yourself, you were brought into this world, you live in this world and you go out this world, just you. So you worrying about what other people think is insane to me. Now, back in the day, I did give a shit. Mm -hmm. Now I ain't gonna never cry in front of, no, I'm just playing. But I, I was, I was, <laughs> she ain't gonna never see a tear. But <laughs> the thing is, is that, you know, at the end of the day, People, I would love for people to stop equating high emotion with a lack of strength. You, we are a, a a very dynamic species. We have a myriad of emotions or expressions, and if you have not spent time getting to know your expressions, you know we always ref I always reference the feeling wheel. There's a there's a lot of emotions on that thing. And if you're not familiar with it, your communication is going to be off. You're going to wonder why your relationships are always in chaos. There's there's a, a lot of depth to being human. And I employ and, and ask that everyone try to, you know, seek their their humanity. And that's real, man. That's real. I think I think with that, man, we can we can wrap this one up. Can I, mean, can I just say one one quick go thing? Ahead. Sam? Go ahead. Go um, ahead. This is just a tidbit. Um, for those who. I know somebody alluded to arguing in, in front of their kids or saying they never fought in front of their kids. If you, for those who do have kids, if you argue in front of your kids, also resolve that argument in front of their kids because that's yeah. healthy for them to see, okay. Yes, conflict sir. resolution. They know how, yeah. Yeah, how to deal with conflict resolution. That was it. No, that's real. Uh, that's real. Dr. Brene Brown, TED Talk on vulnerability, you know, reference that. Hey, Keir Gaines. The probably the most vulnerable uh, black therapist I've seen online. He has a video oh, with him walking with his uh, daughter. That's probably the most vulnerable video I've ever seen talking about how hard it is to be a father and potentially a husband. So just check that Ooh. out. Yes, sir. For more conversations like these, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, You Good Bro Podcast, Twitter, You Good Bro Pod. Mm -mm. Please, please get on YouTube, like, subscribe, share, And let's comment. get the subscription up to a thousand. Yeah, we need to get our subscriptions up, yeah, man. I mean, we're, we're we're doing we're doing better and better with our with with our YouTube videos. So please, please, please yeah. go ahead and if you share, and, at least and, like. And, yeah, you know I mean, like subscribe. If you share, subscribe. If you share, subscribe. And teach me how exactly. to share. Like. <laughs> Put that in the comments. Look at he's, he, he's over there being vulnerable about his lack of technology. <laughs> Look, man, I'm Sam Dupe and I'm good. Hey, I'm Tell Mikel and I'm good. I'm Warren P and I'm good. All right, just like that, we out. Yeah, we out. <laughs>